Justin Walker, Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ, Walker Mail, Wes Bryant, Josh Fitty Marlowe here on Sports Radio. We'll now welcome in Andrea Adelson of ESPN.com, an ACC writer to the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can follow her on Twitter at A. Adelson ESPN. Andrea, thank you so much for the time. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Yeah, we're doing well, Andrea. Andrea, really appreciate you joining us. And I did have this question about the ACC championship following the chaos that did take place in all of college football. I did not expect North Carolina to get beat down like that against the Clemson Tigers, but it really happened after Dabo Sweeney made that decision to go to Cade Klubnick as the starting QB the rest of the way. Are you one that asks the question why Dabo did not go to Cade Klubnick sooner? Or do you kind of understand the timing of how the quarterback decision eventually played out? Uh, I believe it was after the first touchdown drive that Cade Klubnick led that I tweeted, wait, why did he not play him last (laughs) week against South Carolina? So, yeah, I definitely question that along with a lot of other folks because it wasn't just what he was doing with the offense. It was the way the entire team seemed to be lifted. The energy seemed to be a whole lot greater. Even the way the defense played, right? Because North Carolina marched down the field. It looked like it was going to be easy for Drake May. And then suddenly they make a change of quarterback, and now the defense starts to play a lot better. So to me, it just felt like it gave the entire team a lift. And we saw that already previously this year against Syracuse, right? I mean, Kate Klubnick goes into that game. DJ had three turnovers. They're down. And then everybody, their game is raised, and the defense doesn't allow another point from Syracuse, and Kate Klubnick makes the plays that are needed to be able to win the game. So, um, yes, I question it. I know Dabba was asked after the game whether he had any regrets about not putting Kate Klubnick against South Carolina. He says no, but uh, I, I feel like if he was really, like, searching deep down inside – maybe that would be a different answer. Well, and look, not to just continue to criticize DJU and his play this season, because he did have quite a few good games. His ground game early on was excellent, but there are some Clemson Tigers fans that are criticizing this decision to the point where they believe they might've made the college football playoff had Dabo Sweeney made the decision to go to Cade Klubnick sooner. Is that too far that Dabo cost them a shot at the college football playoff by sticking with DJU? Or is there some validity to that? Well, if you believe that he should have replaced DJ against South Carolina when he was very clearly struggling and Clemson had a lead in that game and all they needed in the fourth quarter was one drive that they were able to sustain to get a few first downs to take time off of the clock, um, then, yeah, you feel like if they had given Kate an opportunity and he's able to hold on to that lead, Clemson sitting right there in great position over Ohio State, which wasn't an ACC champion. But it's hard to really hold on to that or to dwell onto it because that's not what happened. And I do agree with, with Dabo and what he said, that they weren't even in the position to make it to the ACC championship without DJ because there were some games along the way this year where he played outstanding. They would have lost to Wake Forest um, if he had not played the way that he did in that game Uh, they would have lost to florida state if he not played as well as he did in that game so there are absolutely points along the way where dj looked like he was getting it together you know my question uh which you know i i i would love to have an answer to at some point maybe it doesn't even matter is you know if they felt against notre dame 
that that might be the game where Cade finally kind of takes the the quarterback reins from from DJ, and that's kind of what Dabo alluded to in his post game press conference. If they felt maybe that would be the time, and they put him in a disastrous situation because they're already losing in that game, and Notre Dame's defense was playing lights out, and and they they don't complete the comeback, they can't win. Suddenly now. What, you don't think he's ready until the ACC championship game? And, oh, by the way, we're still going to start DJ the first two drives and then put Cade in? And now it makes sense to me why DJ struggled in those first two drives. Because he knew he was being Mm -hmm. pulled for the third series. So what do you think is going to happen when you already know I'm about to get benched and this guy's going to take my job? You think he's going to go out and play his best football? So um, I just think the situation could have been handled a whole lot better from the start of the season to where it ended up. And the fact that they're not in the playoffs, we could sit here and debate one way or another whether it was Dabo's fault or not. The fact is, this team won its seventh ACC championship in eight years. And those players on the field afterward, yeah, they weren't complaining about not going to a playoff. They were genuinely thrilled and excited to be ACC champions again and to be getting, getting to go to the Orange Bowl. So I think a lot of this debate about whether or not they missed a chance at the playoffs is us here in the media and not really happening in the locker room. Adria West Bryant here to flip the page and talk about the North Carolina Tar Heels. Were you surprised at the run they were able to make this season? Where do you feel like they stand right now as a program? And do you think that Drake May will continue to be a part of that program going forward? Well, it certainly was a surprise that they made it to the ACC championship game, right, when the expectations for them were lower than they were a year ago, and we didn't know anything about Drake May headed into the season. I mean, he was in the middle of a quarterback competition in in August, and then uh, he takes the reins and becomes the player of the year. That that, that is completely unexpected. And one of the bigger surprises, I think, in the league uh, over the last several years is his emergence and the way that that he played and really putting this team on his back because if they didn't have Drake May, um, there's no way they're in the ACC championship game. I mean, shoot, they might even finish with a losing record uh, when you consider some of his late game heroics and how valuable he was to this team uh, and to this program. So um, there's a reason why people are wondering, oh, are there going to be teams that are have collectives that are going to be offering him some NIL deals to get him to leave Carolina? Um, I I completely understand why there's questions about that because we've seen it across college football. Look at Jordan Addison last year getting an NIL deal to go to USC, and and that's the fear in the ACC is that you're going to have some programs that have more money be able to poach out the best players. Now, I think Drake and his family ties to North Carolina set him apart, and also the fact that he's probably going to be either the number one overall pick in 24 or a top 10 pick in 24 means, okay, well, if he gets offered some NIL deal now, um, that's not going to be nothing compared to what he is going to get once he gets drafted into the NFL. So based on his comments, based on Max's comments, I expect him to stay. And I'm not surprised this team has as many players in the portal as they do right now because I think it was time for there to be an overhaul, particularly on defense, with the the way this unit performed. Um, so uh, I still think this team is in good position with with Drake May moving forward. There's still some questions that have to be answered, particularly on defense. Okay, and then outside of Drake May's emergence this season, what would you say is your biggest surprise and your biggest disappointment in ACC football this year? 
Well, I would say there's a tie uh, for biggest surprise. Duke obviously doing what they did, going from winless uh, in the ACC uh, to five and three in ACC play, and eight and four, and, and Mike Elko being coach of the year. That is so well deserved for a program that not only couldn't stop anybody a year ago, but also couldn't hold on to the football a year ago. And they completely flipped the script with Riley Leonard, who had an outstanding season for Duke. And then I would say the other biggest surprise is what Mike Norvell did at Florida State, um, turning around a, a program that um, didn't really seem to have um, its bearings, so to speak, and a lot of questions about Mike Norvell and whether he was the right man for to lead this team, to lead this program, people wondering whether he was on the hot seat um, going into the season. So the fact that they were able to win nine games, beat two SEC teams, and they're in position to win 10, I think is a very big tribute to Mike Norvell and the job that he has done there turning around Florida State. And the disappointment would have to be Miami, right? I mean, there was so much expectation, so much excitement around Mario Cristobal taking over his hometown team. They lose to Duke. They lose to Middle Tennessee. Uh, they finished 5-7 and seven when they were the preseason choice to win the Coastal Division. Um, it wasn't a great first year, but those folks down there firmly believe that they'll get things turned around and turned around quickly. So I expect them to be very active in the portal right now, both with uh, losing some players, but also trying to get a bunch of players to be able to be difference makers for them moving forward. Andrew Adelson of ESPN.com joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Andrea, one of the final things before we get you out of here, what was the most consequential uh, transfer decision you've seen so far? Devin Leary leaving, Jordan Travis, actually, he's returning to Florida State. Is it one of those two quarterbacks with their decision that they made, or is it somebody else that comes to mind? Well, I think Florida State getting Jordan Travis for another year is huge. Um, I don't think people realize he actually had one more year of eligibility because it feels like he's been at Florida State for a long time. Uh, and so I think there's going to be a lot of people looking at Florida State without divisions next year as a team that may be picked to make it into the uh, ACC championship game. I wasn't as surprised about Devin Leary, quite honestly, because I think going into the year, everybody expected this to be his final year at NC State, right, that he was going to have a great year. He was going to go to the NFL draft. And things didn't quite work out that way because of the injury. And so I understand why, you know, he's headed into the portal to try to get a fresh start. Obviously, a new offensive coordinator that's going to be coming into NC State. NC State looks like they've got a couple of quarterbacks who can, you know, pick up the reins um, with Devin Leary uh, moving on. So quite honestly, um, none of the none of the names that have entered the portal from the ACC have been surprising or shocking to me. Um, I would say the decision of Jordan Travis to come back may end up paying the greatest dividends for uh, Florida State headed into next year. That's Andrea Adelson of ESPN.com joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline talking some ACC championship as well as some of the transfer decisions made in the ACC. Follow her on Twitter at A. Adelson ESPN. Andrea, thank you so much for the time. Thank we you, really Andrea. appreciate it. Of course. Good to talk to you guys. Thanks for having me.